This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hey everybody, this is Chad Daniels and you have landed in the middle of somewhere. Hello, how are you? Thank you for coming back. We have an interesting episode. I can already see uh, my friend in Cincinnati smiling from ear to ear. I hope it hurts his shoulder. And uh, across from me, as always, is Cyrus Amundsen. Well, I just, first of all, I want to say a couple of things, Chad. One, happy birthday. Uh, the big 6-0 is... Thank you. Uh, 7-0. 7-0. Oh, sorry. The big 7-0. <laughs> yeah, I, was trying seven. to, I was giving you credit, um, you know. Uh, happy birthday. I love you a lot. Thank you, Thank you for introducing me second, um, given what's happening today. I didn't, you know, I didn't know, and that made me feel prioritized. Um, <laughs> and thirdly, I just want to say uh, I'm so excited to, uh, you, oh, no, no, you int- int- introduce our guest, and I have more, but introduce our guest. What a day. What a day. My shoulder feels fine. It doesn't, but I'm not going to let that comment ruin an episode that I'm really excited about. So introduce our guest. We have a guest. It's Kelsey <laughs> Cook. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. That, that felt really, really nice and warm. So a really warm intro. <laughs> yeah. Kelsey, it's so nice to have you fresh off your performance on The Tonight Show, your first public appearance as a couple. I'm excited to be a part of it. Public podcast (laughs) appearance. And we're going to talk about all sorts of things. You got to promote this awesome special you got coming out. Is Chad a soft lover? Follow up question. Does he know when to not be soft? Like, you know, there's times you want soft, but then you're like, I need to know that you're soft, but I need you to not be soft right now. Who's so your special, your special is out on, <laughs> your special is out right now on your website for purchase. Oh, you can buy it. Right. You okay. can, you can buy it. It's, it's, um, it's a fancy thing where, where people can buy it mm-hmm. early so they can see, they can be some of the first people to see it. And sure. then, um, March 9th, mm-hmm. it will be, be available on YouTube for the world. And I do mean the world to see. That's this is true. That's great. And I think a it's a great opportunity for people who love to support the arts to, you know, support you and your special in this week preview. And I know there's going to be a lot of people who are ready to support that. I have, I've been getting emails as obviously we announced a special and I don't want to go deep into all this. Well, we should talk about Kelsey. Let me get one email out of the way. (laughs) So excited for both of you. This is from Krista in New Jersey. And she writes, so excited for both of you. You seem so genuinely happy and I'm fans of you both. It's wonderful to see that you've connected. It's like if Heidi Klum started dated Brian Dennehy. That's nice. I'll just probably be dropping oh, emails in from our fans sure. throughout the special, but let's. Sure. It's, you Brian know, Dennehy's a very talented man. Now. He has. I don't know who that, who is that? He's that. Well, that's that's that, kind of fucked up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Never. 
that I've never an, thought I've never noticed an age gap between two people more than you guys each having differing views on Brian Dennehy's existence. Well, the seventy-year-old man is a lot more uh, apt to know who he is yeah, yeah. because they graduated yeah. high school together. So um, he's an old, he's an old man actor. Oh, okay. So you were just on the Tonight Show. Now I'm interviewing you like I don't know all of this stuff personally because I was there. I was. You were uh, there. I got invited and. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just just to go backwards here, so it was a big comedy week. Last night I watched your special, fantastic. Um, I know that uh, I know that I was tired and wasn't as enthusiastic as some people may have hoped. But I there is a um, there is a towel bit that you do on this that I woke up laughing about. So I'm excited. I am very excited for people to see the special. It's, it's shot. Well, it's done. It's in Denver comedy works downtown. It's the same place. A lot of people have, uh, albums, you know, uh, David tell skanks for the memories was done there. The sound is amazing. It looks fantastic. And obviously the jokes are great, but let's go, let's go to the tonight show. Okay. And so you get you find out who's going to be on the show, mm-hmm. and why don't you why don't you tell us about that? Sure. So um, yeah, I found out uh, what is this? Maybe a couple weeks ago now that um, I was going to be doing the Tonight Show again, and I was going to be promoting the Hustler. But we also found out that Willem Dafoe, Marlon Wayans, and Macklemore would be on the lineup, which is very exciting for me from Washington. Huge Macklemore fan. I don't know. I, I couldn't really gauge before if you are a Macklemore fan, Chad. Is that a yes or a no? Uh, I, I like his music. I've never seeked out his music, but when it's on, I mean, I, I do have a couple of his songs on my uh, on my Apple Music saved. Oh, Saved, okay. so it comes up when I say so. So Willem Dafoe, if you don't know, uh, amazing actor. He was um, the was the voice of the fish in Finding Nemo in the Dentist. Uh, Aquarium, which I don't know that he would like if that's how he was introduced. Great credit, but it was it was a he's a, a great role. He also saves John Wick's life several times in yes, the original does. first John Wick. The good John um, Wick. Marlon Wayans, if you don't know, is a Wayans. He's and an then, awesome Wayans. Tried to fuck a girl I dated in L.A. Oh, I thought that well, was a cool story. First of all, I didn't I didn't realize we were going to add uh, adjectives to to that he's a Wayans. And then you have Macklemore, who I thought, is a, it was a compliment. It felt like a he's like the hottest Wayans. You trying to tell me that he's interested in somebody I'm interested in? I'm doing something right. He's for sure the hottest Wayans. Is Sean the hottest Wayans? Sean might be the hottest Wayans. I think it's Sean. Sean's the I, that was wrong. It's not even close. Sean's the hottest Wayans. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, my yeah. bad. I'm sorry. It's still a compliment. <laughs> okay. We can't really see Chad's face because. He's down in the kitchen, and it's very. You look like you're doing one of those, um, like secret interviews on a documentary where they're going to turn your voice into the. And that's robot when voice. the teacher yeah. put her fingers in my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like the yeah. Phantom of the Donut Shop. You don't realize this has nothing to do with uh, the kitchen. I asked that he keep the the shading this way, so I can't see the disgust on his face when I say things <laughs> like I just said. Uh, I'm psyched. I'm psyched about the Macklemore thing. I mean, I, as a huge fan of white R and B and white men who wear fur mm-hmm. coats, what mm-hmm. a cool win! I love that. Yep, 
Yeah, well, but, he started but Kelsey, following you, me on Instagram. Very you excited. are, yeah, you are a fa- you're a big fan. Big fan. Yep. And then you got to go up after him. Yeah. On the program. Yeah. So we were talking about before we recorded that um, Macklemore was talking about relapsing and uh, you know addiction and recovery and COVID, which was like a beautiful thing to talk about. Also, not like maybe the thing that you want to follow in terms of comedy, right? Because that's just like a very different vibe. But Jimmy Fallon was so cool. And I forgot that he um, he did this the first time too. He goes out before the comic goes up and talks to the crowd because, you know, Jimmy started as a stand-up. And so he really takes care of comics on the show, which is great. So he goes out beforehand and is like, hey, we're about to have a comedian come out. She's fantastic. Please, like, give her so much love and – you know, they just don't have to do that. So that's, it's really nice when they do. Yeah, they really, he really pumped it up, which was nice because when you go out, so people that don't do stand up comedy, right? It's like going up on this show after somebody does a heartfelt, like, you know, after school special of an interview where they're like, well, you know, my life fell apart in, in COVID when I relapsed and like all this stuff. Um, that's I, I. Somebody went up to do a Christmas party once, and the guy goes, "Hey, everybody! Uh, no bonuses this year. The company, um, unfortunately, we didn't we didn't hit the number we needed to hit, so you will not be getting bonuses. But we did get you a comedian for the show tonight. <laughs> I mean, what a fucking nightmare! So I told you this before, but I have two of those things where the first time. When I did the Tonight Show with Conan, the there was a dog that yeah. they put cellophane That's over right. a picture, and then he would scratch Painted the cellophane. Painted with his paws, yeah. And then they'd remove the cellophane, yeah. and it was like this shitty fucking picture. And another time I was on Conan, they had me go up after um, a deaf snowboarder that had made the Olympics. <laughs> it's like, hey, guess what? everyone's proud of you not that you need to hear to snowboard but everyone's it's not like you're fucking listen if you're running through traffic amazing that you are deaf that's incredible but you're out on an open fucking mountain so i don't know if that elevates the impressiveness of your deafness but then to go right before so it's six minutes of just silence right because yeah. Con- Conan laughed one time and then realized it sounded probably rude and then pulled his laughter back. Right. What were Can your, we talk? What, what, what's uh, the Steve Gillespie story? Yeah. he. So I think we've probably told that on here before. I, first, before I say that, I want to say, like, I understand that those are all tough to follow. But the opposite of it is what I did on Conan, which is I followed Chris Elliott, which I'm obsessed with Chris Elliott. I remember him. From Letterman back in the day, like he—he's very funny. Kelsey Chris Elliott is—he uh, was on Shit's Creek. <laughs> <laughs> so Thank you so much. <laughs> The—he not only was he so funny during his interview, and by the way, it was Mike Tyson. So everybody's like, and this is before Mike Tyson was like, "Sure, I'll do your mattress commercial." I don't do a Tyson, but you know now he's like, he'll that? do whatever. Yeah. Fuck, fuck you, <laughs> fuck both that? of you. I laid off my couple's question. Should we talk about cats or can I finish my fucking story? No, <laughs> you finish yeah, it without is... another impersonation? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh, Mr. Chad. So the uh, that was a little Easter egg from last episode. Anyway, mm-hmm. he crushes for an entire episode and then at the end pulls out a bottle of barbecue sauce for a fake barbecue sauce company that he's running. 
and shows it and pitches it. And then as going to commercial, he takes the top off and drinks the entire bottle of barbecue sauce. <laughs> then they're like, oh my God. Hey, Sai, enjoy following the funniest person on the planet doing an incredibly funny thing. So there's, you know. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gillespie had, uh, I was there for Steve Gillespie's taping. We might have told this on the show before. Two guests go up. First one, great. Crushing. It's fun. Good, good environment. We're like, this is going to be great. Second one, boom, great, good environment. And then there was somebody else who was going to be on a later episode during the week. So mm -hmm. they had to stop the show after two great guests. Everybody had to change clothes. Then this actress came out and bombed, like, the interview, oh. which that's a tough, that's tough, where people are like, eee. And then, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. Steve had to make his television debut and still had a fucking phenomenal set. But uh, that's a tough, that's a tough draw. Yeah. So that's the thing. When you power through those situations, there, there are some people that can power through and there are some people that completely just give up before they get all the way to their mark. I am a giver upper. I walked out, I walked out after that dog and in my head wanted to open with a fucking dog. That's what I, so I am an absolute shit show in my brain. Um, yeah. I yelled at two people for being on vacation. I mean, that's how good my set went. And then, um, you know, Steve goes out, has a great set. Saw you went out, had a had a fine set. It was fine. <laughs> and then, but but Kelsey went out, and after this whole Macklemore thing, it was it was wild. I mean, from from start to finish, it was. I don't like watching good comedians on late night. Yeah, because I think it hinders them, and I think it you know it's like. You know, oh hey, you're uh, you're the best chef in the world. Here, let me tie your hands behind your back. Make me some food now. You know, right. I think that's it's a lot like that. But then uh, you if did. the you chef if the chef could do that, I bet he'd be on Conan before you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a it was a great set. Can I ask you a question, Thank Kelsey? You. Do you put yeah. any? I've been thinking. I've been watching a lot of specials. Um, I've been thinking about TV and specials a lot. Is there something, was there something to approaching it differently than stand up? which I think like Chad and I's brains, well, and I don't want to speak for you, Chad, but I think our brains go, make it the stand up. And when it's not the stand up, our brain goes, I'm not happy right now. Is there your, cause I've seen your special too, um, spoiler alert. Anth oh, thanks. Anthony, Anthony Leo, uh, our lovely Anthony Leo, when we, mm -hmm. I was looking at ideas to do something, he's like, you got to see this one. It's in really great shape. We love the way we did it. So it was yours. Oh, that's so nice to hear. I thought yours translates out of the room really well. Um, and I thought you did that on Fallon too. Is it, do you think about that at all? Or is that just something that naturally happens? Who am I? What's that guy oh. who used to interview all the comedians? Speaking of old By people. Byron Allen? Yeah, what am I, Byron Allen? But that was a was good it, yes. question. Comics Unleashed? It was. I feel like it was a good question, and I have so many cat questions written down, so I feel like <laughs> we should keep down this path, but that was pretty good. Anyways, your thoughts? Yeah. Um, I, I guess I haven't ever thought of it like that, because this was my first special, and so it was literally just a year and a half of touring with it, trying to get the material to the place that I wanted it all to be and then just hoping that it would translate well um, in the special. But you never, I was telling Chad this after 
watching the tonight show back like even if it all goes well at least for me i watch it back and i'm like that's not what i'm like on stage on a regular tour show you're just so much more aware i think of the fact that there are cameras right there there's the pressure of trying to get it in one shot and well i mean especially for chad doing two specials in one night i can't imagine that pressure but yeah i'm I'm happy that you felt like it translated i just i never feel like i look quite the same in a special that i do uh when i'm on tour yeah i I mean i don't it's I, i i feel that same thing i feel like i feel it's very 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 difficult to make people feel on a tv screen the way you try to make them feel in a room and whenever it gets accomplished i'm fucking amazed by that yeah yeah it, it's it's almost impossible because like i said they it's basically like this hey you know all those jokes you wrote and that you practiced in jeans and a t-shirt yeah. well fucking put a suit on put a put a put a fucking fancy outfit on and go yep. out there and do it without swears best of luck yeah we had uh so many things go wrong leading up to the special and one of them was that the hair and makeup artist that I hired to do the special I flew her out she landed and this is like three hours before the first show she texts me and she goes well in my professional 25 year long career I've never had this happen but the airline didn't send my makeup back so she showed up (laughs) we are hours away from me walking on stage she has no makeup I have no makeup Cause I didn't bring any cause that's, you know, I just, I hired her for that. So she had to sprint to a Sephora and just like throw a bunch of random shit in a bag that she's never used before and hope that it like matched my skin color, that it like didn't make me look like fucking Krusty the Clown. Like it was such a, that's like not the, uh, that's not the environment you want to be in mentally going into this special is like we're all in a panic i love and i've always wondered you know like most of the general public how did you two end up together and the fact that you (laughs) looking at you and what you look like and also looking at chad we know about his body dysmorphia but the fact that you anywhere in your brain thought that something makeup wise could go awry and you would look like crusty the clown (laughs) Now it's starting to click together. Do you guys sit in the house and just like really enable each other? <laughs> I do feel like there are times I say things to Chad and he's just like, what the fuck? Shut up. And, yeah. and then I do that to him every four seconds. Well, yeah. I do. Um, I am glad you told the story about the makeup because I was worried a little bit about the blackface comments you were going to get <laughs> online. Where I was like, what are you doing? I did appreciate uh, that she gave you freckles, so it was more of a Morgan Freeman. It's all they had <laughs> at Sephora. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Yeah, there was there was a lot that went wrong. The Stanley Cup finals ended up being the exact same night as the special taping, and they were... Colorado Avalanche was in, and it was, at, it was in it was Denver. It was in Denver. The arena was blocks from the comedy club. Same night, same time as my special taping. So like days before the special, I'm starting to get all these comments on my posts of people being like, hey, I have, I have tickets for Kelsey's show for sale because we're going to the game now. Anybody want them? I'm just getting like flooded with these comments. So <laughs> anybody want to try comedy for the first time when this person takes their <laughs> special? Yeah, I'm just like hemorrhaging <laughs> so... ticket sales. 
leading into the special taping, which is a fucking nightmare. And uh, then my I got a call two days before the special taping, which is when I got to Denver, that my mom went back on hospice. My mom has dementia. So I'm just like listening to voicemails, old voicemails from my mom in the comedy condo sobbing like two days before the special. Then I got altitude sickness. So I was like dry heaving in the night. And then on the first show taping, an old man passed out at the end of it and paramedics had to go. I thought you were going to say passed away. It's still bad. I thought you were going to say fucking passed away. <laughs> to be perished. fair, to be fair, I hadn't eaten. <laughs> and uh, I was just kind of nervous about the whole. <laughs> okay, I wasn't there, but you get it. So old man passes out. Ambulance comes. They take care of him. But because that all happened, it made the late show start even later. And that just so happened to time out with exactly when the Stanley Cup finals game let out. So then downtown Denver was full of people who were in a blackout just going like, what else should we like? Let's keep going. And so all these people showed up to the second show taping completely hammered. And two women sat, they put them like three rows back dead center. And within five minutes of me being on stage, they just start talking to me. <laughs> oh, oh, During the taping, I'm like, there, there have been 17 announcements by the time I walk on stage of like, this is a taping. There, there's no talking. There, all of these rules. And I'm finishing jokes and they're just like, oh my God, right? No, I know. That's like so crazy. And so everything came to a stop and I looked at them. I was like, I know this might be different if this was a different show, but it's a taping. So I'm just telling you right now, like you, you either got to focus or you got to go. And it was just like talking to dolls, just like glass eyes, like nothing going in. And so Where's Travis, like those sort of <laughs> yeah. bitches. Yes. Yeah. So then I got back into my set 30 seconds later, they start talking again. So I was like, all right, we, they have to go. So the whole production comes to a grinding halt, like five minutes into my set Ooh. on the second show. And we had to wait for them to get their things and leave. But they were so drunk that it was like like baby deer walking. Like they were dropping all their shit every two feet. It took them like a solid 10 minutes to just leave the room. So the things that people... And I'm up on stage like... I felt like I was in a dream because you just can't imagine that that's going to happen during a special taping. And so I'm trying to figure out what to say as they're walking out and how to like keep people happy. And at one point I just said to them when they were toward the back of the room, I was like, oof, real glacial pace, you two. And they turned around and flipped me off. <laughs> I just was like, what the fuck is happening? This is so crazy. Uh, but then the, the rest of the crowd did get on board for the rest of the show. And thankfully the first show was great. Like they were such a great crowd. So if it had been the reverse for like the first show, we didn't get it. And it was all pressure on the second show. And that happened. I would have been having a panic attack on stage. Like that would have been unbearable. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, the production company made posters for me to sign. (laughs) (laughs) Chad knows about this. They made special like promotion posters. And what they had done is they had, taken a picture of me 
online, like they had found one that was a profile and they'd photoshopped it onto a foosball player. Okay. Trying to make me look like a human foosball player. And I looked at the poster and I was <laughs> like, God, like, I don't know that picture of me. Like, I don't think that I've ever seen this picture of me before. And then my managers walked in and I was like, did you look at that poster? And they look, they go, that's not you. There's, there, that's, there's just no way that's you. And so one of my managers Google images me and they start scrolling a little ways and they find this picture of a girl who looks like me. She's just this blonde girl in Florida named Kelsey Cook who does yoga videos. And so some like intern or whoever was assigned to do this just found a picture that they thought was me and created hundreds of posters that it's like Kelsey Cook the Hustler with not me on it. How amazing is that? (laughs) And so they walked in and they were like, hey, can you sign these? And I was like, "I, I actually can't. Because I this that's a different person on there. So who they put on there was Kelsey Cook, the yoga teacher, sound healer, Reiki master, and anxiety management coach from <laughs> <laughs> from I found her. You found her. I found yeah. her. I'm learning about. Okay, so let me tell you something, and we're all gonna look at this picture together. But uh, I mean, she is on the scale of hot. I don't know where I put her, but she is just below the emts who saved jenna like she's not she's not emt hot there's another easter egg uh but they uh (laughs) she is so here let's let's look at this she yeah i mean it's she's hot she's she's hot and i know you guys don't look exactly alike but that is not that different of a looking human being if they did a profile I, yeah, so, it's not the craziest. So, so I feel like I am, um, you know how you can't really tell just like some adults apart like we're doing right now. But I bet you that if this if this person has a child, they would be able to tell the difference in a second. Yes. I can also, I don't think they look anything alike. Well, yeah. I don't think we actually look alike. I think it's just we have blonde hair and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. Pot- potentially. I... Uh... Yeah, I think you're right. When you become an adult, you are boiled down to two or three features. And that's yeah. something people love to do to tall people. Like, oh, you look like that. Like, people send me pictures. Our fans are like, it's like a fucking roast constantly. And that's how we yeah. started the show. So it's kind of what we asked for. But what, twice a week? You know, have you ever seen that picture of the guy who's wearing a shirt that, like, says... Um, I don't know. It says something like I'm by, but I don't try or something like there's something like then his mom is next to him holding like uh, this, this is not making sense. I'm not doing no, a good it. Job. Sure isn't. It I'm, sure is. I'm not. doing a really bad job. But OK, so he's wearing a shirt. I found it because you know why I found it because somebody messaged your screensaver. It to, somebody oh. messaged me to it like fuck it, three days ago. It says uh, her. She the mom is wearing a shirt that says my my son is by. I don't ask why. And uh, he's wearing a shirt that says, my mother is straight, but she don't hate. And I get that he's a fucking tall guy that eyes have also sunk into his head. But it's, (laughs) yeah, we get a lot of that. That happens a lot. And and sometimes it's actually accurate because when I went to get um, the first booster, because I got to go early because I'm short and obese, and I looked around and I'm like, Am I in a fun house right now with mirrors? Because it just looked like the same everywhere I looked. It was 
Yeah. It was like a world full of thumbs. It was like if someone just had thumbs. Oh, yeah, you do kind of look like that guy. You look though. like that guy for sure. You look That's exactly you... like the Reiki teacher. You look exactly like the <laughs> Reiki teacher. Shut the fuck up. That looks like if you and Steve Gillespie had a, um, yeah. a son. A bisexual son. A bisexual son, yeah. Yeah, the I assume when you got the vaccine chat, it was like going, uh, you know, when you'd go in on auditions and they'd be like, we're looking for short, fat, but athletic. And you just have to look around at all the guys that are competing with you, like the exact same. Yeah, and you get frustrated because you're like, well, Kevin James is probably going to get this one. <laughs> oh, my God. When is he going to tip over that ledge? You know, because anybody who's that fat and that athletic, they get to a point where the fat like pushes them over the athletic ledge. It doesn't seem like it happens. I saw him on stage playing guitar, and he's just yeah. hucking and jiving, man. Yeah, it's it's a bummer. I mean, I need him... I need him to sprain an ankle or something so they can be like, you know how um, Jason Bateman got to be Teen Wolf 2, T-O-O? Yeah. I need to be Paul Blart, Mall Cop 3. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's like a different, a different mall. Yeah. yeah. A different Paul. Like all that shit. But it's and just, I just come in. It's just the mall is only Sabaros and pretzel shops. <laughs> oh my god, I would love it. And I take That's it cinema. so seriously. All I do is walk around and instead of like instead of tasing people, I just take their food and stare them down while I eat it. Well, to be fair, you'd be on one of the you wouldn't be walking. You'd be on uh what are they called? Segway? Yeah, yeah you'd say Oh, the Segways, you, yeah. yeah. That's a oh, I was thinking Rouse. I was thinking Segway alert. Scenario, Segway alert. <laughs> Segway alert. Segway alert. That's a hallmark of that franchise is the Segway. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I was in a uh, gym just hiding. I was actually, it was a main floor gym at, a, at uh, the Cleveland Hotel. And um, you can see outside. So I was waiting for my pizza, just trying to stay warm. And I saw this Segway tour go by. And this old man ate shit. And then the woman he was with just kept going. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cold hearted. But then about two minutes later, she came back from the other direction. She didn't know how to stop. So she had to go around the block to come save her husband. So if there was any sort of bleeding out situation or hemorrhaging, he would have died. But I think your arm just stays broken. It's no problem. It was so great. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, man. That's really great. So, we were just talking about, you know, all the athletic stuff with Kevin James. Does it infuriate you to watch him win at Gergamu? Watch Chad win at all, like, the Olympic stuff? Um, I don't think... I think oh, wow. it this would. is one this is a fucking one word answer. I don't know why we're going into this. Well, I think are you, hold on. I'll answer it and you tell me if you think I'm being genuine or not. I think it would were it not for me having to manage the feelings that go along with not being able to compete. Okay. Um, because I think back in the day when we would compete and you won the first couple and then I was in the middle of winning the last one we ever did, but the trophy's still in your trunk somewhere. Uh, the uh, I think that was handled with a bunch of shit talk and gracefulness. I just it's Chad has Chad is nice enough when we do it to not 
be mean to me while I try to control and be involved with every aspect because I have no, I have no yeah. control. So it's more, I think it would bother me if it weren't for the fact that I have to spend my time, uh, managing the fact that I don't get to compete against him. How's that for a bummer answer? <laughs> I saw Hey Kelsey, you want to do some comedy right now? <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and run the Tonight Show set? Go ahead and run it for the people. I'm sorry. I didn't think <laughs> No, I, said, I didn't no, think that no. through before I asked. No, 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 that's a great question and I don't mind like I don't mind. I don't think that's really a sad answer. I think it's more of just, you know, it's a reality. You've joked about that before. I'm out there like, "Chad, wait to shoot your free throws." Like, I'm making rules. I'm yeah. fucking, I am in, I am a parent who never played basketball, but is in the stands. And I've got a lot of questions about what this coach is doing. Yeah. It's so hard for me to constantly lose to him. I mean, it's kind of unbelievable. Yes. The the, it's the worst. It's the worst fucking thing in the world. And I think you have to remember and not to put you on a path, um, but I think you have to remember that all the things he wins at are like what he has been given in exchange for what he went through uh, with an alcoholic father. So I think, and like one that also left. So I think that's like, you're like, when you're like, when he's whooping your ass at ping pong, you're like, how the fuck did you spin it backwards? And he's like, well, he spends 78 straight days in a VFW, like that sort of shit. Like, That's not true. I actually got good at ping pong when I didn't go to class at a community college. But I, I do, I do know what you're saying. But you have the basis like... for the skills. You like as if you're a little kid playing bar games. I think your hand-eye coordination develops differently than the rest of us who are stumbling into our dad's arms. Right? Oh, I think. <laughs> I think my hand-eye coordination. <laughs> Didn't develop at a bar. It developed very early when I was avoiding things being thrown by my parents at one another. <laughs> oh I thought I it was, was because you were having that. to quickly cover your pockets like whack-a-mole as your dad reached for money. <laughs> 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 can I can I say so I this is a weird episode for us because we we had an opportunity, a time to record it. Um, and so and it fit with all our schedules, but I am going to evacuate here in a moment and uh, you guys can continue on without me. It's time. It's time for that to happen anyway. But I do have <laughs> I do want to say because I had a bunch of questions early um, and I will forever. Uh, but you know how I know. Uh, you, you had this great joke on your set about how Chad doesn't want to be called a boyfriend because it's weird to call a 70 year old a boyfriend. <laughs> right? yeah. uh, but you know how I know Chad is a good boyfriend? Hmm. Uh, because I know that he flew to Washington to fly back in possession of one of your cats. <laughs> and I was thinking about that and because he's allergic. And I was thinking about that because I'm not allergic to cats and I am very committed to my wife. And mm -hmm. if she came downstairs and was like, will you head across the neighborhood and get me a cat? I would be like, I'll divorce you. I'll do that. <laughs> so I am, I, uh, I think I'm, I'm very, I'm very impressed by that level of commitment. So what's yeah. this, what's this a weird compliment slash I know. Burn? He's I don't gonna... know. I love it. He's going to hate this part. But yeah, I do truly feel so lucky. He's oh. just the most incredible partner. So 
Wait a fucking minute. This is my comedy program. This is the only butt fox. Kelsey, you know what I wanted? I knew that I had to leave early and I knew here's the thing. I so you're, you're you're gonna start this conversation and then you're gonna go. Get what your do you think? I wrote stretched? this in my phone like <laughs> four days ago. Here are my notes, and I wrote, "Say the thing about the cats and take off." Of course, I'm doing that. What yeah, do you? You've been calling my great aunt a an, a lesbian for my deceased great aunt a lesbian for three years. I'm, you don't think I'm gonna throw the cat bomb into the air? Let her yeah. compliment you so hard that you almost fall out of your chair and then peace out? That's a... Uh... What does truth about your family have to do with <laughs> railroading our relationship? <laughs> I know. And it's his birthday. This is a What a big thing. day. What a big day. big day. My... Yeah, should I get... I, should, I wish I had t-shirts like that. We could... Uh, I could say... My great aunt might have been by, but I'm not going to ask why. And then next to it, you have your arm around me. It says, I'm Chad. Not only am I going to ask why, I'm going to, without proof, confirm that information continuously for multiple years in a row. <laughs> I do like that through line of this of the show. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Unfucking believable. I love you. I Enjoy the rest believe. of our show. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Shut your screen off. Take your headphones out so I can talk about you for a little bit. I don't want that. I am actually putting an AirPod in and I'm going to load into the Zoom room and I'm not going to be on the show anymore, but I'm going to fucking listen to the show from my car like a dad who put a nanny cam inside of a bear (laughs) for devious reasons. Uh, Well, okay. I love you both. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for having me. Well, that wasn't a very nice way to leave the show, uh, trying to start up trouble. I know. He and I coordinated ahead of time. And, oh, uh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds like something you two would do. Yeah, we just Texting figured. behind my back. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your birthday, oh. you know? That's cool. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I would like to, if I could, do you care if we tell the story about that um, asshole at the Wild Game? Uh, yeah. What asshole? Well, here, I'll, I'll, let, me, let me tell the story. Okay. So I'm bringing you to your first NHL game ever. Yeah. Okay. And we get there and you have uh, with you, because you've gone to concerts and everything, you have with you a, a purse. Yes. I mean, and when, when I say purse, it's a whisper of a purse. It is. It, it is a little one. It's teeny tiny. It's what yeah. I think it's referred to as a clutch. I'm from Spokane. Okay. I don't know much about fashion, but it's, it was very small. I have no idea what a clutch is, but I will say this. It was a pur- it's like a little tiny purse where there's not a lot that you can bring. Sure. Yeah. So we so we walk up and I I don't know this because I've never been to the wild games with anyone but dudes. And <laughs> yeah. we just we just stuff our our pockets with beer money. That's all we bring. And right. so we park about a 10-minute walk away. It's snowing, and I'm kind of excited that it's snowing because I'm telling you like, oh, this is great weather for your first hockey game because you're actually, it's definitely winter. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you go to a hockey game in April, like a playoff game, and you're walking around and it's like kind of warm, your body doesn't know what to do with that. So we have the snow is falling. We have a big cathedral where we parked. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Um, State Capitals over there. We're walking down. We, We get there. I go, you're right behind me at one point, and I go into a line, mm-hmm. 
and because I, I see it's moving faster. So I go over there and I am having a full-blown conversation <laughs> with you. And then I get to the door and I turn around because you're not answering me and you are not there. So I'm like, okay. So yeah. I have lost Kelsey on in the first – Before you, we are even you, in the building. And you have never even been to St. Paul. So I'm now I'm a little <laughs> kind of nervous about this. So I go right. – I start looking around. I'm scanning the line. And then I see you talking to two gentlemen that have red security jackets on. Yeah. So they and, had and, spotted and what, Yeah. What did they tell you? So they spotted me with my purse, which again is impressive because this thing is so small. It, it does not stand out in any way, but they're like, lady, they're not going to let you in with that. You got to get rid of your purse. And I'm like, if you take that sentence out of context, what a crazy thing to say. You have to get rid of your purse. It's like, well, what, what the fuck do you mean? I mean, this, I have this clearly because I need it. And purses usually have some of your most important contents in it. So they're saying that like, it's just a, like I haven't. Did you say, I'm sorry. Did you say imported? Did I say imported? I'm, like imported from another country? Imported. My nose. Oh, is- oh important with a, with two T's yeah. and not a D. Okay. My nose- important. <sighs> My nose is stepped up, but you also give me shit because did I say it with a D that time? Truly? You do say important. Yeah. God. Say, and it sounds like imported. And I think that's going to get you in trouble if you're ever traveling overseas. <laughs> but so they, they tell you, you can't do it. Yes. Which by the way. I tell you, you can't do it. Now, now what's in your purse? I can, uh, may I? No, actually you tell. I, I don't want to, I don't want to overstep. Okay. And also a quick pause. I, I do occasionally say important with a D, which is incorrect. I know, but you have come a long way with theater. I think you're saying it more correctly now, but it used to be Thank pretty you, rough. But because I, I added an R to it. I would say theater, <laughs> yeah. which is pretty wild. And so, uh, but now here's the problem is I have a full, there's like a comma before I say the word <laughs> theater now, because I have to think about it. You get a sucks. little speed bump in the word and yeah. it's cute. I can see you pause <laughs> and I love it's, it. It's ridiculous. So the guys are telling me to throw it away. Like it's a hoagie, like I, I like it's yeah. just this thing that I can do without. And I'm like, boy, it's my purse. I can't get rid of it. And they're like, well, uh, either walk it back to your car, or you can like try taking out the contents and then shoving your purse, like your empty purse, in your pocket. And okay. so, and our we walked kind of far. How long of a walk do you think that was? Ten minutes. I think minutes? it's ten minutes. Yeah. Okay. And there's so much buildup to this game. You've been telling me that you're so excited to show me what a hockey game is like for months. Correct. So I immediately start to feel really bad because I'm like, fuck, like I know the game started. I don't want us to have to walk all the way back in the snow. I'm just going to take all the things out and put them in my pockets and put the purse in my pocket. Well, to to be fair, the game has not started at this point because I, I always love to get there for the American and Canadian national anthem. And so that's, (laughs) it's also like dim down when you go to a movie, right? You want to be in the theater (laughs) <laughs> when the lights dim down, because that's when everything's exciting. And yes. then you can kind of see, you know, you're like, you can see pockets of people. You can say like, if those people talk, I can talk shit to them because they're old and they can't beat me up. If those people talk, I'm just, they're going to, I'm going to let them talk because they look stronger than me. So I like to be there when the lights are on to make a game plan 
for a chat in public moment. Absolutely. And yeah. so, so we're, we're going in. You have taken everything out of your purse. You have, uh, you have your allergy stuff, uh, like yes. EpiPen deal, mm-hmm. and then you have a foosball, which is the <laughs> nerdiest fucking thing on planet Earth, just in case they don't have real foosballs when you challenge someone. And so It happens. Go- it I'm just sure happens. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But it's still, that doesn't take the nerd. It doesn't wash the nerd off. And so we're going in. You've emptied your purse. You've put everything into your pockets at this point. You've folded your purse. Which is weird because it's an empty purse, so I don't know how dangerous that could be. Unless you're one of those bad ninja bitches that can turn a purse into nunchucks. You just like unscrew yeah. it a little bit and all of a sudden you've got nunchucks. Mm-hmm. That that would be pretty great, but I've never seen you do that. And, and so, I also have the foosball wrist for it. I mean, maybe, oh yeah, maybe, maybe they were right to, to not let that in there. Yeah, I suppose it could be a deadly weapon. We're, we're walking through. You have dumped everything from your purse into the little tray yeah into the tray because you you have to slide your metal objects down this tray and then walk through the metal detector and you have put your purse it's folded and you have put it in your jacket pocket Mm -hmm. and so you're trying to get through but the metal detector keeps going off then uh, you take your jacket off and try to put the jacket on the tray and this man, this man working security, I will tell you, he was like a, uh, you know, the dads that are way, way, way too involved with their children's sports and they don't really help them. They just tell them to get better. And except it was like that only with a brain teaser because he kept going, that's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah. You have to wear your jacket. That's wrong. He wasn't giving you any answers. He was just telling you it was wrong the entire time. Right. I was getting frustrated with him. You have dumped all your shit. So finally, you take your purse out of your pocket and your jacket and you put it through. And he goes, you can't bring that through here. And you have just told me that this purse is an expensive purse. Yeah. So now you begin. Can I say one thing? Yeah. It's when you hear expensive purse, people spend like thousands of dollars on purses. Full disclosure, this purse was $100. So not just there's an asterisk next to the word expensive. Expensive to me. Like I felt good about buying that purse and I love it, but it wasn't like thousands of dollars. I think that's an expensive purse too because I just, you've seen me, I wad my money into a ball and put it in my pocket. (laughs) Yeah, that is something I've learned. If I if I walk by and somebody's like, "Do you have any money?" It's like, "Hey, lucky day," because I might pull out a one and I might pull out a twenty. I have no fucking idea. I have learned that living together that there are just random like popcorn balls of wadded money around our townhouse. It's just I love that you. It's kind of like a, an arts and crafts project with your loose ones always. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, and so you you start to I can tell I can see it on your face. You are, this is no longer fun for you because you feel the pressure of the people behind you. I know that you don't ever want to be one of those people that holds up a line. Yeah. The gentleman behind you, I am making full eye contact with him. And I kind of just kind of shrug my shoulders like, uh, this, we, I don't know when this is going to be done, this, this situation. And he looks at me very kindly and goes, kind of like, like pushes his hand towards me. Like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. One of those, like flicks his hand at me. Don't, hey man, don't worry about it. Game hasn't started. And so what he has done, what this man behind you has done though, has dumped his things into this tray 
has no idea that your entire everything <laughs> you own is in that tray. And so you look at me and you're like, let's just go. Let's just, I'm going to go and throw my purse away. I go, well, you can't throw your purse away because you just told me it was expensive. I don't know how much money it costs. Right. So we, we pick up everything in the bin, put it in your purse, and then I'm holding a bunch of shit. And the man behind you goes, hey, man, that's my phone. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, shit, <laughs> sorry about that. And then I look at a credit card and I go, that doesn't look like your credit card. And I go, is this your credit card too? And he goes, yes. So you start leaving. Now we're like salmon going back to spawn. We have to go against the current of people. Right. Um, because, by the way, the, like the feeling of when you're on a plane and your bag won't fit in overhead and that line behind you, you can just feel the heat coming off of them. Yeah, right. This felt like that times 100 because it's like nobody else had a purse and the guy was being so aggressive and such a dick about it. Yeah. I mean, I really was covered in sweat within 30 seconds. That was <laughs> horrible. And like he, the guy was acting like I was trying to bring checked luggage in. Yeah. Like I had the audacity to bring some massive suitcase. I was like, how am I the only person here who brought a purse? Like that's just such a common he, thing. He to was actually you. acting like you had a metal box with a handle from World War II that said C4 on it. <laughs> he really yeah. was he was acting like it was like a purse it was like his mom used to beat him with a purse and he just had ptsd <laughs> from it it was such a big reaction yeah. yeah and so the guy behind you puts all his stuff in i've i've given his phone giving his credit card and then i'm leaving and he goes hey man you have my keys in my wallet so i look down in my hands and i go i don't have your wallet i have are these your keys because i don't recognize the keys either so he takes the keys yeah. i'm like i am so sorry about this dude i just grabbed everything and so he um he's like okay i'll, I'll just have to find my wallet so we get outside you're looking at your purse you go i'm just gonna dump everything but i'm gonna put everything back in my pockets i'm gonna throw the purse away this is ridiculous i go don't worry about it. let's just walk back to the car put it in the car and then I see his wallet in your purse. <laughs> so news flash to everybody listening. The security guy was not the asshole. I am the asshole that told <laughs> this. I took his wallet. I told him. I go, I don't have your wallet without thinking maybe I put it in her purse. So I grab the wallet and I go back in. I go, excuse me. And everyone's kind of like, it's a hockey game. You know when people leave a boxing yeah. match and you can see them like shadow boxing a little bit? Mm -hmm. You're like, fucking calm down. Well, people going to a hockey game are ready to hip check you at any moment. So yeah. I'm trying to get through this line. I'm holding up the wallet and I go, where's the guy with the wallet? And they're like, he's right over here. And I look and he's completely gone. Ugh, completely yeah. gone. So we, I, we have stolen a man's wallet. And for the rest of the game, I had a hard time concentrating at the game because I was trying to find this man. And you yeah. think, well, Chad, how are you going to find one person in an entire arena? And I'm going to tell you something. I don't normally bring up people's race to tell stories because I don't think it matters. But this was a black guy. And it does matter in this story because it's a hockey game in Minnesota. That really, really starts <laughs> chipping away at the amount of black people that are going to be at this event. Right. And so I am looking around and I just, even when we went to the bathroom or went to get drinks, I was just kind of, uh, just kind of standing in the middle in everyone's way, watching them come by me. Cause I was really hoping to let that guy know that, uh, his wallet is in the lost and found of the XL. And I wanted to go up and I wanted to be like, can you guys announce to the arena that 
if you yeah. if some if if someone took your wallet through when going through security, it is now in lost and found, and they'll be able to know who it is because you're going to have your ID in there and stuff. Right. So, um, but we couldn't do that because they were too busy uh, playing games with fans <laughs> about uh, how many foods they could fucking name in one minute versus a guy with a Russian accent who can't fucking doesn't know all the foods. Yeah. Of course you're going to win. <laughs> so, uh, so it was a real bummer. So I'm the asshole in that story. And, uh, I, if, if you're listening in Minnesota and you have a, a black male friend that was like, I can't believe someone took my fucking wall at the XL energy center, please let them know it was me. And it is maybe still at lost and found and if you contact me, if this, if this, if we find this gentleman and he contacts me, I will do everything in my power to make it right. I will, uh, I'd love to take you out to dinner. I'd love <laughs> to buy you some drinks at the next wild game. I would like to do anything to make this big pain in the ass go away. God, I just don't think you're the asshole in that situation though. Cause but I, was... because, but I, I just didn't think that I don't normally get riled up. Yeah, but um, that guy was really bothering me going through the line. So I, I just wish I would have thought, oh, maybe it's in the purse. Can you wait here for a second? I'll go check. Right. I wish that I would have been calm enough to do that. So, you know, on paper, stole a guy's wallet and <laughs> brought it to the lost and found of a giant hockey arena. So I think I am the <laughs> asshole in this story. Uh, it was just a, a shitty situation. It was a weird I deal. Was, yeah. It, weird way to start the... Um, my first hockey experience of my life. Yeah. I felt so bad. Yeah. Did you see, what'd you say? Last hockey? What'd you say? <laughs> first time last. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's. Uh, I had to tell that story because it just it's been bothering me. So I, I want to I want to put some feelers out there in case anybody knows that guy. Can you uh, can you tell everybody just all the details of your special, where to find it, all of that stuff, when? Yeah. So. It is available for purchase right now if you want to get it early on KelseyCook.com, but it will be available this Thursday, March 9th on YouTube. So it's called The Hustler. If you want to wait for it to be on YouTube on Thursday, it'll be free then. If you want to purchase it today, you can. And uh, if you purchase it, then you get a free audio download as well of the special and you get a free signed postcard. So there are a few little bundle things you get when you buy it, but um, it will also just be on YouTube so soon. So I'm just so happy it's out. Yeah, I bet. It's a, it's a, it's a lot. It's a, a lot of moving parts to get something like this out in front of the public. Yeah, it really is. And like I said, I mean, shot it in June. So it's been, I mean, kind of almost a year now since yeah. that we actually shot it. And I'm very, very happy for it to be out. And yeah, and excited to be on tour with what is almost completely new material than what I'm doing on the special. There's still a chunk from the special um, when I'm out on the road right now, but it's it's a lot of new stuff and it's it's been really fun to do. So yeah. That's great. Thanks. Congrats. Yeah. So thank you. Thanks for having me back on the pod. Um, if people can go listen to self helpless podcast, that would be great. And we've also had Chad and Sai on the show. So you get to hear some different, uh, different sides of them. Cause we did, what do we do? Seven lessons learned in therapy with you. I think so. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. And I will be in Minneapolis at Acme March 22nd through the 25th and then San Francisco 
Chicago and Denver and April and so many other tour dates. So you can get that at KelseyCook.com. All right. Well, this is the first time I uh, get to say this to end a show with the person I'm talking to. Why don't you come downstairs? (laughs) Okay. Hey, if you guys like this, uh, there will be a new episode next Monday and every single Monday at 8 a.m. So click the subscribe button so your phone sends it to you without having to do any work.